So 2021, COVID's over, we got a new president, and everything's going to be so much better, right? I don't think so. I'm Michael Rett, and this is Authentic Christianity. Hello, everyone. It's the first podcast of 2021. Thank you all for joining me, and I need you all to do me a favor. I need you to find me on Spotify under Authentic Christianity. I need you to follow me there. I need you to follow me on my Facebook group, the Authentic Christianity Podcast, so you can continue in the conversation, start your own conversation. I welcome all criticisms, all feedback. Um, you know, let's continue that and let's get into it. Twenty twenty one, going to be a great year, right? Sure, sure. I I don't know. Says who? Uh, the news? You know, talk show hosts? I don't know. People you meet on the street. Because 2020 was awful. Can you think it can get any worse? I mean, uh, you know, so many people died. People lost their jobs. Um, Suicides increased. Anxiety increased. It was not a good year. It was a hard year. We still have a lot of blessings, of course. But there's no guarantee that 2021 is going to be any better. There's a vaccine. If that cuts down on the number of deaths... We don't know the long-term effects, but people can get back to normal. Good. That's why I titled this um, this podcast, Meet the New Year, Same as the Old Year, or Neither Trump Nor Biden Will Save Us. There's this notion that now that Joe Biden is president or will be president, Trump has a very, very slim chance. It's, it's not going to happen, though. Van Jones, who used to work in the Obama administration, is now on MSNBC. After Biden won the election, was on the air and he started crying. I remember when Obama was first elected in 08 and Charlie Rose said, I got the shiver going up my leg. And, you know, a woman said she didn't have to pay for her mortgage anymore. People felt, felt that way about Trump, too. There's a pastor, Robert Henderson, who was begging God, apparently in his prayer, that started crying that, you know, let Trump be reinstated. No politician is going to save you. Yes, we don't want to vote for Stalin or Hitler. And I know what pundits say about, what what right-wingers say about the left. That it's just going to be, you know, some kind of form of communism or statism. I know the left is called Trump Hitler. America survived through a lot. You look back and you're like, well, how did we got through like FDR? He was a socialist, communist. We got through that. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But my point is we put our faith in these politicians as if they're the be all end all. And I'm very active politically, relatively active. I follow it very closely. But again, that's not my point. If you look at Isaiah 7, so follow me with Isaiah 7. There's a guy named Ahaz. He's the king of Judah. Okay. He was about to go to war with the, the, the nations, the areas of Aram and Israel. Israel was, was, was not on God's side at the time. So Ahaz, we can call him like the good guy, so to speak. Israel, excuse me, Isaiah told him, ask the Lord for a sign. Ahaz, go ask the Lord for a sign. Because God had said it will not take place. Basically, you won't lose. Come to me and you won't lose. 
because Aram, he basically, God says, Aram is nothing. And these people, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. That's what he's telling Ahaz to do. So Isaiah says, Ahaz, go to God, ask for a sign. Ahaz says, I will not. I'll not put the Lord to the test. There's a translation issue there. But if you look contextually, it's like, he's like, no, I'm not. And Isaiah says, you house of David? He's like, here now. Is it not enough you try the patience of humans? You try the patience of my God also? Ahaz ended up making a kind of like a treaty sort of with Assyria. So he could beat the other two nations. And it didn't work out for Ahaz and Judah. It didn't work out at all. He's looking for a political means to overcome things. And, and again, ignoring politics, we do that to our detriment. But relying solely on Biden or Trump is going to save the world. You know, I've been challenging this a lot. It's, it's just not going to happen. If you move on to Jeremiah 10. So Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. And he starts off here, this is what God says uh, through Jeremiah. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in heaven, though the nations are terrified by them. Meaning something like, you know, a pandemic or um, not a pandemic, sorry. Um, who's being elected? The communist or the fascist? For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, cast and shape it. They adorn it with silver and gold. Like a scarecrow, their idols cannot speak. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. Our politicians are idols. For some, I think they are. Just like our social movements. We have the BLM movement now. That's going to solve racism. You have the Tea Party. That's going to bring everything, you know, smaller government again. And depending on where you stand the political aisle, there may be good things. You may like them. But that's not what's going to save any, it's not what's going to save you in your heart. It's not what's going to give you the peace in your heart that we're all clamoring for. There's been so much anxiety, so much uncertainty this year, this last year. Hey, we just got to get through it. And we do. But once we get back to normal, and then no, we're still going to have a lot of the same issues and problems and hurts. Jeremiah goes on to call these idols senseless and foolish. But the people are senseless and foolish. The people are taught by worthless wooden idols. Who teaches us today? What's our idols today? Not wooden, not silver and gold, like it says in the next verse. Our technology. Our idols are made up of circuits and hashtags. Because I'm going to put a hashtag all in this together, which may be true, but that's not going to solve the world's problems. That's not going to, it's just, you know, it loses its impact pretty quickly. Eventually in verse 14, Jeremiah says that everyone is senseless without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. Um, probably the worst Terminator film is Genesis. But it's interesting in the sense that, so Genesis was Skynet. Skynet's the AI that takes over like the world, all the robots. Genesis turned into Skynet. And Genesis was going to link everyone's devices. I mean, we see that today. And that's going to make everything great. And everyone's all excited about it. 
you know, people wait online hours for the new iPhone. I mean, come on. God is the maker of all things, including Israel, the Lord Almighty is his name. A lot of what you're seeing now, you know, we think we're making a difference when we post a meme or we hashtag something. I found a meme with Skeletor on it, and it's tongue-in-cheek. Skeletor says, I am perfect, whole, and complete, just as I am. We're really fooling ourselves. If we, and this, this one's a joke. You know, Skeletor is He-Man's enemy. He's evil. But any of us are like, I'm perfect, whole, and complete, just as I am. No matter what. I think accepting ourselves for, you know, our flaws and our, that, that's one thing, but saying I'm whole and complete and you never want to get better, but God's, it's different. God's going to discipline us whether we like it or not. And this notion that it's kind of this new age, spiritual faux humility BS that just may look good or feel good, even kind of on the surface, but deep down, just like we think it's a new year, on the surface, you might think, hey, things are kind of getting better, going well, and but deep down, it's not going to make any real permanent kind of change. The only thing that makes a permanent change is Jesus. Acts 17 is one of my favorite kind of like passages in the Bible. So Paul was in Athens. So Paul goes to Athens, and Paul was a great debater. Um, so it says, while Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly dis- distressed to see the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Let me just look up Stoic quickly, because I forget what that was. I had it, but... It's a school of philosophy found about 300 BC. They said that wise men should be free from passion, unmoved by joy or grief, and submissive to natural law. So showing no passion, kind of um, very logical. So as Paul is talking, they say, what is this babbler trying to say? So they call Paul a babbler. They might call you, preaching Christ, a babbler. He seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So they took him to a meeting in the Areopagus where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is you're presenting. You're bringing some strange ideas to our ears. We'd like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and foreigners who live there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. So, I mean, Paul's preaching you know, the, the good news of Jesus and the resurrection. And a lot of these people are just like, oh, that's cool. Let's just take everything in, you know, like this new age stuff. But Paul's preaching like the actual legitimate truth in Christ. So then Paul stands up. He says, I see you're very religious. I think you could potentially look at, him, at our society and say we're very religious in this weird new spirituality kind of thing. Spiritual meme, whatever. 
So Paul says, I walked around, looked carefully at your objects of worship. I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So then Paul told them who this unknown God was and that it was Jesus Christ. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ because he heals us not only of our sins, he heals us of all our wounds, all our past baggage, our anxieties, our depression, our triggers. It doesn't mean life becomes perfect because it doesn't. But God starts that healing process. The, The parent who left us, the dad who was emotionally uninvolved, the, the family member who lies, the abuse, the fact that you can't feel love. Yeah, this is getting a little personal for me now too because this is a lot of my stuff right now. That you hated middle school every single day because you were just trying to get through it. <laughs> That's what Jesus does. He brings all that healing and heals us of our sin or forgives us of our sin and heals us. It's not this unknown God, this very religious kind of thing that we have where it's like you do you and you find your own and um, you know we can make our own avatars and stuff and, and that's really cool like don't don't get me wrong with like you know video games you make your own, you see yourself, Instagram, all the selfies like some of the stuff's like kind of cool, but it could potentially make us focus so much on the self, but I think we're selfish as people anyway. Jesus is so much more than that. So all this, what you see, all the social media stuff, I'm complete as I am. Um, Everything can so easily connect to God, to Christ. So whenever you see whatever meme or what something somebody posts that connects, whenever love is mentioned, deep down it's the love of Christ. That's the root of it all. So recognize that. Recognize that the caring that we see Whenever someone does something good like that, it's Christ. It's not in peyote, which is a psychedelic drug that some people take because they think it'll heal alcoholism. It's not, I just looked up combo cleanse which has something to do with um, a frog and use the skin. And some of the effects are nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea and multiple deaths associated with it. It's not that stuff. I just saw a meme with Trump. Don't feed the poor. Don't shelter the homeless. Double the military. Mag- Mary Magdalene's a 10. And then you have someone, the savior we've been waiting for. That's from the right. So, I mean, both sides, again, it's not Trump. It's not Biden. It's not some drug that's going to... Now, I'm, I'm for like antidepressants and, and, you know, if if it's going to help. It's Christ. It's much simpler. People are dreaming about Jesus across the world. Muslims, Jews, I mean, it's happening. So I 
when you hear and you see all the craziness on social media or in the news, I know it's not easy sometimes to think that the world might be ending or something, but God is bigger than all of it. He is. It's that simple. We're going to keep getting into this stuff um, throughout the year, talking about why each of us needs Jesus. And I hope you'll stick with me. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Authentic Christianity. I hope to hear from you all next time. Again, please follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Facebook. Take care. Is self-love self-centered or self-care? I'm Michael Rett, and this is Authentic Christianity. Thank you.